Welcome to the TPS5 for the week of December 7th. TPS5 is a weekly recap of the latest in marketing, communications, and digital healthcare news as curated by the expert hosts of the Touchpoint Media Network. To learn more about Touchpoint Media, visit us online at touchpoint.health. Our lead story this week comes from Fierce Healthcare and is entitled, There Were Plenty of Red Flags That Spelled the Demise of Amazon's J.P. Morgan's Healthcare Venture. When Amazon, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Berkshire Hathaway first announced a joint venture aimed at taking on healthcare that was named Haven three years ago, it was met with plenty of buzz and intrigue from the industry. But on Monday, officials began telling employees about plans to shut down by the end of the next month. Their website statement reads, In the past three years, Haven explored a wide range of healthcare solutions, as well as piloted new ways to make primary care easier to access, insurance benefits simpler to understand and easier to use, and prescription drugs more affordable. Moving forward, Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, and J.P. Morgan Chase & Company will leverage these insights and continue to collaborate informally to design programs tailored to address the specific needs of their own employee populations. So how did Haven turn from one of the biggest potential disruptors in the healthcare space to yet another failed tech-driven venture? Experts say there were many red flags from the start that the nonprofit venture would struggle to make any meaningful changes to the healthcare industry. First, let's look at their leadership and talent. The venture attracted big-name talent, including Atul Gawande, a widely recognized surgeon and best-selling author to serve as CEO, Optum veteran Jack Stoddard, former ZocDoc Chief Technology Officer Sirkan Kutun, and Blue Cross Blue Shield of Massachusetts Executive Director Dana Gelb-Safran. But it seems that the company not only attracted great top-end talent, they also suffered from high executive turnover. Stoddard left after nine months. Kutun left the company to join Amwell in August. Safran moved over to WellHealth, and Gwanda left in May. Another potential red flag could be found in their lack of announcements over the last several years. As Omar Manjawala, MD, Chief Medical Officer of Dario Health, put it, Haven tried to keep its work secret, but in the end, the real secret is that they didn't have any bold ideas. You could put the sharpest people in the world together, and they don't have to agree on how to solve the problem, but they need to agree on how to discover the ways to solve the problems. To succeed, Haven needed to try out bold ideas test solutions locally, and involve key healthcare stakeholders to then scale the solutions that worked. But the venture failed to take these steps. This may have been in part due to internal issues and execution gaps complicated by the competing interests of the major stakeholders. Another potential red flag for Haven's failure could have been the lack of a combination of introducing market-driven change coupled with policy action at the federal government level. As we've seen from this past year, This partnership can transform healthcare very rapidly, what with the rapid development of the COVID vaccine or the broad adoption of telehealth during the pandemic. The three parent companies also pursued their own best interests with no reported efforts at joint contracting or procedural integration among the three companies, said Lindian Brick, president and CEO of healthcare consulting firm Advis. Because of this, even given how big the companies are, They didn't have enough critical mass to make any real and meaningful changes. Haven's dissolution doesn't spell the end of employer-led coalitions, experts say, but tackling employer-sponsored healthcare also requires focus and gradual shifts. Justin Hollard, HealthJoy co-founder and CEO, 
positioned that while Amazon, JP Morgan, and Berkshire Hathaway each employ large, diverse workforces, Haven leaders may have underestimated the challenges of offering a single health plan or provider system. The majority of companies aren't ready for that level of disruption, nor does it address the different health concerns employees have across the country. The key to improving employer-sponsored healthcare is employee engagement, and virtual care tools will play a key role. When tools become accessible and approachable by those who wouldn't have otherwise had the skills to navigate the healthcare system or have the health literacy to act, that's when there is a potential for larger impact for employers and their employees, Holland continued. These internal red flags may have led to the abrupt announcement this week that the Haven venture will not continue. But as Lindian Brick puts it, a real possibility is that the entrenched complexity of the American healthcare business model proved too daunting to change. As large as these parent organizations are, they still don't possess the economies of scale to tip the balance when it comes to healthcare. You can read more of this article in our show notes. And now, other stories from this week. Kaiser Health News reports that hospital prices just got a lot more transparent. What does that mean for you? This article outlines the new price transparency and shoppable services rule impacting hospitals, some of the ways organizations can help consumers begin using this data more effectively, and what the impact will be on consumerism. Axios's article, Vaccine Distribution's Information Mess, shares the challenges health systems are facing in distributing vaccines, and how many health systems have turned to an unlikely partner to help with scheduling. Eventbrite. Gearbrain.com shares that Amazon is reportedly expanding health tech business services with a new Alexa sleep tracker, and how that big retail giant is working on an Alexa-powered sleep tracking device fitted with millimeter wave radar technology that can monitor sleep activity wirelessly. And lastly, be sure to check out the latest Healthcare Insight for Marketers podcast, in which Johnny Smith of Encompass Health shares his secrets on disrupting B2B marketing strategies for the post-acute marketing space. You can find all the links to these articles in our show notes. And that's it for this week's TPS 5. If you like the latest in healthcare news and an email delivered weekly to your inbox, be sure to subscribe to the TPS report, which you can sign up for on the Touchpoint Media website at touchpoint.health. Stay safe, be positive, and have a great week.